Welcome back. We are continuing our journey through the weekly Parsha. This week, there's two Parshas, and we're going to talk about the first one, Achare Ma'ot, and we are reading from Rabbi Sachs's book, Judaism's Life-Changing Ideas. The essay is entitled Cleansing and Homecoming, and Rabbi Sachs starts off with reminiscing about his encounter with the Lubavitcher Rebbe when he made a trip to the United States in 1968. He uh, had the chance to spend some time with the Rebbe and was going to go back to school in Cambridge but uh, the Rebbe suggested he stay. It was a few days before Rosh Hashanah, so he stayed a little bit longer. And he was invited to lunch by one of the local Hasidim. And one of the other lunch guests there was a gentleman who was a songwriter, who uh, was actually pretty well known, although Rabbi Sachs doesn't mention who he was. But uh, he had uh, strayed quite far away from Judaism. And then he was in a remote part of the Midwest, and all of a sudden in his head came a Hasidic nigun, a, um, which is a, a melody, a Hasidic melody, which he was taught as a child. And it reawoke his Jewish identity. And he essentially right there decided to drive to Brooklyn, to Chabad, and uh, kind of reconnect. So he had a moment of inspiration there. So Rabbi Sachs takes this story to talk about the idea of a bal tshuva, meaning a penitent. And classically, this means someone who committed a specific sin and now repented. But in the late 60s, it came to describe an individual who had been in some sense pretty distant from his Jewish faith or life and had come back. And this was something that Rabbi Sachs discussed was relatively rare. People either were in the fold and remained in the fold or or they may leave the fold, but very rarely did people who were secular go all the way back into observancy. But around 1967, things seemed to change after Israel's victory in the Six-Day War. That, along with the, um, the recent Holocaust and the thought that there could be another Holocaust um, in, if the war ended badly, really led to a resurgence of ethnic identity and it became acceptable to be different and wear one's Jewish identity openly. Uh, there was a lot of pride around being a Jew and how Israel overcome such such uh, terrible odds to uh, have a victory in that war. So Rabbi Sachs actually at that point had gone to a yeshiva, a Chabad yeshiva in Israel to study in the, in the town of Kfar Chabad. And he had been asked to pay a visit to a local rabbi who was previously a senior judge at the London based in or Jewish court. So he went to visit this, uh, this rabbi and um, the rabbi asked him what he was studying. And when Rabbi Sachs said tshuva or repentance, the rabbi um, who was strongly opposed to Hasidim, he kind of bristled and said, this is the, that's the difference between Chabad and me. I see tshuva as something you need when the machine breaks down. They see it as part of the machine itself. And Rabbi Sachs talks about this and says exactly so that teshuva in its classic sense is repenting and atoning for specific sins. It is a form of repair. But in the modern sense, it's become something very different. It's, been, it's defined as coming home to a Jewish identity, a practice and faith after estrangement or ignorance. And it's a re- reorientation of the total personality. And what Rabbi Sachs argues is that this modern definition is actually the revival of something very old. And we see it the beginnings of this here in this week's Parsha, where 
we get a detailed description of Aaron's service on Yom Kippur. And it's describing you know, how that how Aaron uh, handled, uh, atoned for the community. And that became the model for the service of the high priest, who on the holiest day of the year, him being the holiest person in Israel, entered the holiest area, the Holy of Holies in the temple, to perform the rites which restored the relationship between Israel and God. But if we go through the rest of the Torah, through the Tanakh, there's two models of atonement actually mentioned. One is priestly, like the one we described, and the other is prophetic. So if we look at a key verse in this week's Parsha, discussing the high priest service, this is from Leviticus chapter 16, verse 30, it says, For on this day atonement shall be made for you to cleanse you of all your sins. You shall be clean before the Lord. And there's two essential verbs here, kapor, to atone, and tahar, to cleanse or purify. That's, those are the two verbs mentioned in, the, in, that, in that line. Now, if you look at the world of the Kohen, of the priest, a sin's like a stain. And uh, there's another time when that verb kapor is mentioned in, the, in, in actually in Parsha Noah, where it says, make yourself an ark of cypress wood, make rooms in it, and kapar it with pitch inside and out. And in this regard, kapar means to cover over. And that's uh, one way to rectify a stained garment, by covering the stain. But the stain still exists, so therefore you need the second stage, you need tahar, you need to clean or purify it to remove the stain altogether. Now, if you look at the prophets, uh, sin is equivalent to getting lost, straying from the path, being somewhere you shouldn't be. So the punishment for sin is measure for measure, being sentenced to exile, losing your home. This is what happened to, to Adam uh, when he was exiled from Eden. It would, what happened to Cain uh, when he was a wanderer. Uh, it was what Moses told the Israelites would happen if they disobeyed the covenant. And it was what happened with the Babylonian exile when the temple was destroyed. And the key word used by the prophets is to return which the, the verb is shuv or, or shuva, And all throughout Tanakh, there's numerous uh, references of return. I'll just give a couple. Uh, in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 22, I wipe away your sins like a cloud, your transgressions like mist. Return to me, for I, re- for I redeem you. Um, in Hosea chapter 14, verse 2, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for you have fallen because of your sin. So the prophets, they don't speak of atonement and purification. They speak of coming back home, of return. <clears throat> now the sense of teshuva and balchuva that developed after the Six-Day War was not unprecedented. It was actually the recovery of a tradition that's very old, the prophetic sense of re- repentance is homecoming. Not I sinned and I atone, but more, I was distant and I seek to return. And it's not a surprise or an accident that this happens in the context of the 67 war and the rebirth of the state of Israel. From Moses to Malachi, the prophets connected the return to land and the return to God. So physical and spiritual homecoming are related. So here's the life-changing idea from Rabbi Sachs in this week's Parsha, is sometimes we find our life is on the wrong track not because of a specific sin, but because we have an overall sense of being lost. And teshuva means coming home to God.
So hope everyone enjoyed that and look forward to talking to you again soon.